You're listening to the 1010 Podcast with Terry Johnson, a daily devotion from Grace Point Church in Wichita, Kansas. Well, hello there. My name is Terry Johnson. I'm a pastor at Grace Point Church here in Wichita, Kansas. We've designed this podcast to be used as kind of a starting point for your daily devotion. Uh, we're going to keep things short each day, as the goal would be that you could listen to this on your drive to or from work, or just really any time during the day. Uh, we're going to read some scriptures, share a few thoughts, spend some time in prayer together, and really give you an opportunity to truly apply it all to your life. So I invite you to join me in my study each day as I walk through the Bible and explore the different parts of Scripture. Well, today is Wednesday, February 21st. We are on day uh, eight of our journey to Easter on this season of Lent. Uh, As always, my prayer is that this is an encouraging A few moments out of your day that you can dig in with me as we uh, study scripture together and uh, really just giving you kind of a piece into what my daily time uh, looks like together. Well, today, um, as we continue on in the book of John, we're going to be into uh, looking at John chapter four. You know, in in the last chapter we read in John chapter three, uh, we read that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. And I think as we turn over into chapter four, uh, we meet one of those everyone's. We start to uh, understand truly uh, what is meant by that. So uh, one of my favorite stories in scripture uh, here in John chapter four, it's that way because um, I'll tell you when I uh, left high school or when I was done with high school, uh, instead of going to a traditional college, I uh, took what would essentially be kind of a gap year. I did some mission work uh, with a program in uh, Texas and then later on actually went overseas for a short period of time to do mission work. And uh, before we uh, left to go overseas, I was in, uh, I went to a McDonald's hanging out with uh, some of my friends who were on my team that were going to go overseas. It had been a long week. We were done with our chapel service on a Sunday evening, so we were running to get hamburgers and cheeseburgers. They had this special, um, it was like 1998, so that kind of dates a little bit, but they would have these specials on Sunday nights that you could get cheeseburgers for like 39 cents, and uh, that was really cheap. It's really cheap now, but it was really cheap back then uh, as well, and so we would go load up. There would be like a maximum that you could take. And um, so uh, we would go load up. And then what we would do uh, as poor college-age kids is we would eat some and then we'd freeze the others and they'd be like those White Castle burgers. Um, anyway, random story. I mean, didn't have any, doesn't really have anything to do with it. But we were there getting cheeseburgers and I uh, saw this truck driver and I have an uncle that is a truck driver. So I struck up a conversation with him, not kind of in my missionary pastor Christian mode. It was just Hey, who do you drive for? Uh, he did something similar for that my uncle did. Uh, it was like a moving company. We start to talk, and he asked me what we I was doing in Texas, and um, 
he talked about this story and it was, it was just a unique uh, story and, and I'll share just a little bit about it uh, at the end of this. But we're in John chapter 4. We're going to be reading a lot verses 1 through 42. Um, so uh, hopefully you can hang out with me just for a little bit longer than usual today because, uh, again, it's a good story. Uh, here we go. Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was making more disciples and baptizing more than John. Although Jesus' disciples were baptizing, but not Jesus himself. Therefore, he left Judea and went back to Galilee. Jesus had to go through Samaria. He came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, which was near the land Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus was tired from his journey, so he sat down in the well, uh, at the well, and it was about noon. So a Samaritan woman came to the well to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me some water to drink. His disciples had gone into the city to buy him some food. Uh, and the Samaritan woman asked, Why do you, a Jewish man, ask for something to drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews and Samaritans didn't associate with each other. So Jesus responded, If you recognize God's gift and who is saying it to you, give me some water to drink, you would be asking him and he would give you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you don't have a bucket and the well is deep. Where would you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave this well to us, and he drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water is going to be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I give will become in, will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up in eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will never be thirsty and will never need to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go get your husband and come back here. The woman replied, I don't have a husband. You're right to say I don't have a husband. Jesus answered, You've had five husbands, and the man you're with now isn't your husband. You've spoken the truth. The woman said, Sir, I see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you and your people say that it's necessary to worship in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you and your people will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You and your people worship what you don't know. We worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. But the time is coming and is here when the true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. The Father looks for those who worship him this way. God is spirit and it's necessary to worship God in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will teach everything to us. Jesus said to her, I am the one who speaks with you. Just then, Jesus' disciples arrived and were shocked that he was talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? The woman put down her water jar and went into the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who has told me everything I've done. Could this be the Christ? They left the city and were on their way to see Jesus. In the meantime, the disciples spoke to Jesus saying, Teacher, eat. Jesus said to them, I said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples asked each other, Has someone brought him food? Jesus said to them, I am fed by doing the will of the one who sent me and by completing his work. Don't you have a saying, four months and then it's time for harvest? 
Look, I tell you, open your eyes and notice the fields are already ripe for the harvest. Those who harvest are receiving their pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that those who sow and those who harvest can celebrate together. This is a true saying that one sows and another harvests. I have sent you to harvest what you didn't work hard for. Others worked hard and you will share in their hard work. Many Samaritans in that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's word when she testified. He told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them, and so he stayed for two days. Many more believed because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is truly the Savior of the world. Now look, uh, this woman is kind of a complex character. Not only is she woman, but a woman who had been married five times and was living with a man whom she is not married to. Um, you want to talk about social stigmas, this woman at the well is also a Samaritan, um, someone who Jesus' people would have seen as unclean and dirty, leaving no room for association. Uh, even engaging in conversation with uh, this woman or someone like her uh, would have been considered impure. And so she was full of doubt, not afraid to raise her concerns and questions. Um, but then we look at how Jesus responded with this. He responded with patience. He responded with respect. He even asked her for a drink of water, trying to show a little bit of respect. Jesus was tired. She had nourishment to offer him. Um, and so he engaged and empowered her to be one of the first recorded missionary preachers in the Bible. So there I was in Texas as a missionary. And this man and uh, the, the truck driver kind of opened my eyes to something in this story. These disciples left Jesus and went into a city um, that were not believers in Jesus or in God, and then they came back with no fruit from their labor. They were hard at work as well, but they went and were more concerned about grocery shopping than the mission that Jesus was calling them all to. But we see this woman as one of the first missionary preachers in the Bible, even before his own disciples. A powerful story for me. See, it's easy for me to think that due to my own past mistakes or maybe um, my own untraditional things, or, or maybe for you, you're in the same way. You don't have a traditional identity in Christ, or maybe you have messed up a lot over the course of your life that maybe you just feel somehow unfit for Jesus's love, let alone... Um, leadership in the community of Christ. See, Jesus knows how to use each and every one of us to share good news with those who are suffering. And that's one of the things I love most about Jesus and his character and even his leadership all throughout scripture. He chooses to engage with those that we um, have a stigma or we assume that we shouldn't be engaging with. He knows how we could help others experience that full life with Jesus. And so this Easter season, I must ask myself, I've been asking myself, 
what pieces of my identity, what pieces of myself do I think make me unclean or unfit for Jesus's love that um, maybe he can use to share that love with others? See, I have to challenge, we have to challenge ourselves to stop living in shame and start living for the light of a, or start living in the light of a resurrected um, Jesus. And so just a powerful opportunity. Uh, There's a a kind of a quote I saw uh, the other day. It says, sometimes we can feel like we don't deserve to be in everyone. And it's so true, even in this scripture, we, we don't, maybe we don't know enough. We're not faithful enough. We do bad things, even when we know better. Um, maybe we deserve compassion and kindness, but we don't really deserve living water. Um, but I think Jesus gives us this opportunity and shows us in this scripture uh, that sometimes we just say, give me this water um, because Jesus is offering it to us. Well, again, I hope that was an encouraging word for me. It's always an encouraging story um, uh, to read again. And it helps me to really have that focus um, when I I pray. Jesus, help me to see others as as the way you see them. Or break my heart for the things that break yours, Jesus. Or um, lead us or lead me um, in how to tell others about your grace and your mercy. So let's pray together as we close today. Jesus, make that our prayer, um, that we could see others the way that you see them, uh, that we our hearts would break for the things that break yours, that we um, could love others the way, uh, God, that you love them. Uh, Jesus, today, help us to know that we are an everyone, and that we have the opportunity to share within everyone your grace and your life-giving message. Jesus, we love you. We praise you in your name. Amen. Well, as always, thanks for hanging out uh, with me today. Um, May you go today and the rest of this week knowing that you're in everyone, that Jesus has called you, uh, he's empowering you, and that he wants you to follow his example in this life and showing uh, how we all get to experience that fullness of life that Jesus promised. Hey, have a good day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.